Which avenue will save you the most money? Should you search for individual deals on airfare, hotels, and a car? Or is it better to bundle them? Let's find out. Residency can be such a letdown when it comes to building your financial foundation, but it truly doesn't have to be that way. If you're a physician wanting to take control over your financial future and take back the freedom you deserve, come hang out with this money nerd. No long hours or sleepless nights. Just you, me, and the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and welcome back to the show that is dedicated to all of you, your everyday finances, and expanding your life with experiences that may include some travel. Our mission is for you to build the life that you want to have, whatever that might look like. For most people, it usually involves experiencing different travel destinations. It might be that you want to experience a different culture or playing the links in some of the most beautiful settings, or maybe just spending some time outdoors at a state or a national park. As physicians, you may be practicing medicine across the country from your family, and that means that there's special trips for holidays or events. No matter what your reasons are for traveling, there are a variety of travel hacks that can save you money, and that money could extend your travel experiences or allow you to take more trips. So I know you're wondering what these travel tips I'm talking about and referencing are, and I don't think there's anybody more equipped to talk about this than my friend, Bethany Bayless. She's the co-host of the award-nominated show, The Money Millhouse. She's the MC for FinCon and has several other really cool, fun, and side jobs. As her knowledge of frugal travel, she's already traveled to 28 different countries. Yes, cue the I am jealous on this one. So she definitely knows a thing or two about getting a really good travel deal. Thank you all for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's jump right in and hang out with Bethany. Bethany, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, Ryan. It is so good to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you. I'm really excited to just jump in here. It's good to be here. But no, really, I'm so excited to talk to you. And one of my favorite subjects ever of all time. So today we're going to be talking about traveling more frugally. And this is something that I wish I was better at. We've had some people on the show. We just did a show deciding whether we're frugal or cheap. That was last month. And we've brought some other guests on like Holly Johnson talking about like credit card hacks and, you know, kind of traveling a little more frugally using those cards and points. But we've never actually talked about the act of traveling and just being more frugal. And I wish I was better at this. I kind of stick to like, I choose Southwest and I just try to choose a cheap flight and every once in a while I'll use points. But aside from that, I'm not nearly an expert in how to actually travel. I think a lot more frugally. I think there's, there's a lot of room I can improve on. So I'm excited to chat in today. So let's kind of jump right in because I think it's fascinating that you are 28 and you've traveled to 28 countries and you've got this goal of traveling to 30 by 30. And yep. in order to do that, like you have to travel frugally. Otherwise, you would be completely broke and begging for money. I don't know how you did it. So let's kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah. And another little disclaimer there is I didn't go overseas other than, you know, I've been to Canada and I've been to Mexico, but those kind of don't count in my mind because they were so easy to go to. Relatively, relatively easy. So I actually did not go over the pond for the first time until I was 22. Okay. 
So, so you've all done that this travel, in like six years. Been in six years. And I apologize for the countries. four Canadians that probably listen. And you just <laughs> said that they don't count much, but it's all they good. They totally count. But I lived in New York. And so I lived 15 minutes from the border. I grew up a military brat. So we traveled a lot. I think that really definitely played into how much I love to travel and just upheaving our lives and going from one place to the next. So when I lived in New York as a military brat, my dad was stationed at 10th Mountain Division. He was in the Air Force, but that's an army base, but digress. But, you know, it was easy. We went to the Hershey's Chocolate Factory in Canada. It was a 20-minute drive from our house. So that was an amazing experience, but it was relatively easy and it cost us very, very little. Okay. So you've been to Canada a couple of times. Yes. And now I live in LA and going to Mexico is also relatively easy. Yeah. I live in San Diego. It's pretty easy if we want yeah. to. Like yeah. I was in drive. San Diego and my Uber driver lived in Mexico. Yeah. True story. He gets in, you're like, you want to go to Mexico? And you're like, uh, no, just back to the hotel. <laughs> Do I need my passport for that? Cause I fresh out. <laughs> All right. So we've got 28 countries in basically six years. Mm -hmm. What are some of the tips or tricks that you were able to afford this? Yeah. And another slight disclaimer is I didn't go into debt for any of them. A lot of them were several different ways. So the very first one that may not be an option to everyone is I did have a job where I lived in England and those were my very first six countries and they were paid for by the work that I went to. So that's not necessarily an option that everyone has. But because of that, I started learning more and more deals of when I wanted to travel on my own. And so my favorite site of all time, and you have to write this down, you need to be on the We'll make sure we list. include everything in the show you notes at financialresidency.com. You better. So there's there's my disclaimer. Done. Oh man. If you don't. It'll be there. It'll be there. Right now. Okay, good. So travelzoo.com is the best website on the internet when it comes to travel. What it is, is basically it scours the entire internet for all the best deals out there. Some of them seem too good to be true, but I trust Travel Zoo. Wow, that should be their slogan or something. It's not, but I mean, if they yeah, want to pay trust me, Travel you know, I own I'm, that. I'm sitting here like Travel Zoo. That sounds like a very unique name, but hey, I'm, I'm all on board with unique stuff. So, okay. So yeah. Travel Zoo. So do they essentially pull in a bunch of fairs and hotels and all that stuff? or is It, it does everything. Okay. So it does everything around the world. And one of the things that they do is they just, they scour the best deal, but every single week they'll send you an email that are their top 20 deals across the internet of every good deal that's out there. And so I recommend signing up for their top 20 every single week, you'll get an email. And then sometimes in those emails, you'll see like recently, oh, I wanted to do it so bad. But another thing that comes into play is the flexibility in your schedule. Okay. So I will say that when you're more flexible with your dates or your travel times, you will be able to afford things much more cheaply. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And the way I always looked at this was like, I had like five places I wanted to go. This was my like frugal hack. And it was literally, I think all we've done. These are the five places we would go, but we were always limited by dates. Mm -hmm. So then we said, okay, what was the cheapest out of these like couple places to go in order to kind of minimize the cost, if you will. But of course, flexible dates makes tons of sense. Yeah. And something else that I do is I set aside money. We have our emergency fund. We have all of the things that we're saving up for are 401k and like all those things are really great and wonderful. And then I have a travel fund too that we put aside every single month so that we can start building that. So I have that wad of cash for when I do see that deal. And you know, you have to be patient. You have to keep an eye out for it. My husband and I want to go to Ireland. Like that's on our bucket list. So every time I see a deal for Ireland, I know, 
Okay, this is awesome. $7.99 per person, rental car, airfare, hotel, all included, which is a deal I have seen on Travel Zoo. And if I say, okay, if we can swing these dates, I already have the money and I can just purchase it right now. It's pretty okay. nice. That sounds awesome. So now to kind of segue into a question that I've seen in our community and our groups, is it cheaper, more frugal, whatever you want to call it, to buy the combination like this is our airfare, hotel, and car, or is it better to go and individually price these out and try to like hodgepodge it together? Yeah. In my experience, it has always been cheaper to bundle it together especially through Travel Zoo is a really great example of that. Groupon also does this. So if you keep an eye out for the Groupon Travel deals, they have those as well. I always like to bundle. However, something I have done in the past is, let's say I have points. So I, I love flying Southwest. That's my favorite airline. I'm super loyal. And I just noticed the other day that their colors are the primary colors. And I was like, that would be a great trivia question one day. I would totally get it. You that just noticed that? <laughs> It, it just occurred to me that I was like, oh, they're like the basics of red, yeah. blue, and yellow. It's the primary color. Yeah. I, Good so for you. I'm telling you, one day if I'm on trivia of some sort and they're like, what airline has the three primary colors? I'm like, Southwest. So just Nailed that's it. how that's how much I love them. But I have a lot of Southwest points. And so once my husband and I went to Disney World, we ended up buying a package, but I used my points and my companion pass on Southwest for that airfare instead. So, I mean, there are times where that happens. And then another thing that you can do when it comes to airfare, so maybe it is cheaper to buy your airfare, always do your research. So for example, I was dreaming of a place that I would go when I was 25. I hadn't met my husband at the time. My roommate and I wanted to go somewhere in the world. Like we just wanted a big trip for a quarter of a century. It's going to be epic. It's going to be the best thing. So we dreamed a little, we looked on travel zoo and we found a trip to Fiji, New Zealand, and Australia. Oh, that sounds and, fun. Dude, it was through a company and it seemed a little too good to be true. So I did my research. I checked them out. I read reviews. I read, you know, I did all the things. I'm like, this cannot be a scam. I hate getting scammed. I never. But again, I trust Travel Zoo. They're very reliable. And I went through and I called places. I called AAA because they also do vacations. That's another option. And so I called them and said, look, I see a travel itinerary. It's for these dates, flights, hotel, airfare, all of it booked together. This is the price. And it was like $1,700 per person for 10 days, all wow. the flights included, all the hotel, all of that. And she like called like the people she, you know, put me on hold and she comes back. She goes, I can't find just your airfare for that price. You better book with them and not with us. So the fact that thankfully she was honest, but booking in bundles can be a really, really great option. Got it. Okay. So that's actually really good advice because I always was under the impression that like if you book them individually and try to find the cheapest at all of it, that it would work out better. But it's nice to know bundling uh, is better than just well, your car insurance and your umbrella. Totally. And something else that I would do and I've done often is I will go price it out individually. So if I see a bundle and I see, oh, this looks like a really great price, should I go price it out? So I will go look for those airfares, look for the hotel look for all those individually, and then just compare prices. So that's the easiest way to find out which one's going to be a better option. Yeah, it makes sense. So now I've got another question that kind of like leads into like when you're actually booking these, is it true that there's a special day of the week or a time of day, like Wednesday at 2 a.m., like that you always <laughs> need to like book stuff or is that just crap advice? So no, it's actually true. Okay. Yeah. Are, are totally we going to be true. in on like the secret? Is this like Fight Club where like you don't talk about it or do you actually tell us? I will talk about it, but just for your listeners. Because do I have to pause? Special. Do I have to like, pause no the one recording? Else. Just a disclaimer on everyone. 
You have a lot of yeah, disclaimers. I have, by I have no, actually, I was going to say my disclaimer is I have no disclaimer about this. Okay. But I will give you a tool to help you. Okay. So certain airlines like Southwest, we've already mentioned them, will run sales on certain days. So Southwest always runs their sales on Tuesdays. So that's generally the best time to buy your flight. And then there's definitely going to be days to fly that are cheaper than others. That has obviously cost supply and demand. And when it comes to holidays or when people are traveling. So some days like Saturdays might be better than a, a Friday afternoon or mm-hmm. rotates on holidays. So my trick for you is an app called Hopper. Hopper. H-O-P-P-E-R. It's okay. an app. You download it to your phone. You put in the trip that you're watching. So let's say you do want to go to London for your cousin's wedding or something like that. I don't I don't know. I wish I had a cousin getting married in London. I was like, I don't have any (laughs) cool family members that are getting married in London. That'd be great. But put in those dates, put them in Hopper. Again, be flexible with your days. So even if you want to go in the third week in May, maybe flying out on a Tuesday as opposed to that Wednesday or Thursday, just take into mind. And my husband has a full-time job. Like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but he has to work around his schedule all the time. So we're very used to saying, all right, well, maybe we'll take off this day instead of this day and come back on this day and, you know, kind of see how much PTO we have. And oh, I thought you were totally going to say like, oh, so he's got to stay home while I get to do all this fun <laughs> stuff because he's oh my working gosh, that's a normal such a job. great idea. Uh-oh. Sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> Uh-oh. No. Don't let so, him listen to that. Flexibility really. But Hopper is really beautiful. You put in your dates. It'll tell you the cheapest days to buy your ticket and the cheapest days to fly out of that week. So some months you'll see it's very busy. Another thing that I do is I fly in the off-peak seasons as much as possible. So if you're looking to go do, let's say we are going to Ireland, the best time to do that, I'm sorry, is when it's cold and rainy, which is a lot, but some months are better than others. And so off-peak season, summer is the busiest time to travel. It will always be the most expensive when you fly in summer or around the holidays, Christmas, things like that. And so what I do is I'll fly in the off-peak season. So my best time to travel to like Europe would probably be in the fall months or the early spring months. I've traveled in August, September, October, or anywhere between February, March, and April. Those seem to be really good days to fly out there. And Hopper, you put them in there and they'll tell you, look, these are going to be the best days to fly out. They search all those fees for you. And then they tell you, all right, you need to hold off because this could go down as much as 200 in the next two months, or this is the best price we've seen. You need to buy this right now. And again, you have that fund that you've saved and all that. That's cool. So I was going to ask you, like, how often do you have to check this? Because, like, how would you know if it's a good deal or not? But if they alert you and tell you, like, this yep. is what we've seen, that's that's awesome. So I know that, like, when we have traveled, a lot of the time we like to go to Hawaii. That's kind of like our family vacation. We go every other year. Or we try to. A four and a two year old has made this a little more difficult, but we still bring them and still do it. But we travel and we typically try to go in February because it's mm-hmm. off season. It's a lot cheaper. We can, you know, usually. Uh, look at all the rentals, even the hotels are are somewhat cheap, but like the VRBOs or Airbnbs are always cheaper than because people can't, there's not enough demand, right? Totally. So, so it doesn't always have to be a rainy, cold place in the off season. You just happen exactly. to choose Ireland, but Hawaii is basically beautiful. I feel like 365. So as long as you're not going during like June or July or spring break or something, exactly. um, you know, you'd be able to travel there a little more frugally. I guess it's kind of timing on that, but Another question that we had in the community, I thought was a really good question. Are there certain times when you choose to use your credit card instead of exchanging money? Mm. I think it's a really great question because exchange rates are really tricky everywhere that you go. 
usually exchanging cash is the worst deal there. So I prefer to pull out money out of my credit card. My exchange rate will already be happening at my credit card company, and I oftentimes will get better rates. So when you're exchanging cash, it's often up to the discretion of what's going on that day, what the market is looking like, the person sometimes who's giving it to you. That can be a little just hit or miss sometimes. And so I really love my credit card has no international fees. And so if you're looking for a good credit card for travel, I suggest like one of my favorite ones is the Southwest, not South. Actually, no, that is one of my favorite ones, but I was like, clearly you love Southwest. <laughs> Sorry, I really do. You mentioned them. You brought yeah, them up. You I, do, I like that Southwest. Door. That's how you I was able to, I know, I know. That's how I was able to, Southwest door. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was able to go see Taylor so much during med school because I was in San Diego and she was in Kansas and I, we got used to flying Southwest a lot to go see each other. So that and they was just started kind of... flying to Hawaii as well, by the way. I know. Just wanted to throw that out there. My international card that I use that I really like is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Mm-hmm. And it has no international fees. I get access to the lounges and it works for me. But you know, if you aren't traveling frequently, it might not work for you. But getting that that doesn't have the international fees is a really big deal. And then calling them ahead of time and saying, hey, I'm going to be in all these different countries just to let you know. And what I did when I went to Fiji, New Zealand, Australia is each time we landed, we took out how much we were going to spend throughout the week. So I took out like $200 for me personally, used that to budget throughout the rest of the trip. It worked really well. I enjoyed it. That's awesome. When you travel internationally, do you have any like other big tips of ways that people can save while you're there or like from excursions or different things like you're traveling? Like what are some of the things that you've maybe learned the hard way? I've learned so many things the hard way, but I've also learned things the good way. Is there a good way? The easy way. The, the opposite of the hard way, I would say, <laughs> is always like a the good, good way. Good way. So one of my favorite sites that I use is called Viator, V-I-A-T-O-R.com. They are the excursion bookers. Okay. So I like to do my research ahead of time and say like, oh, I'd love to do this or I'd love to do this and look on Viator, Viator, or however you like to pronounce it. And I see excursions that are discounted there. And so that's a really great way. So like I went to England recently with my mom on a business trip. We went out there to teach financial education to military members in England. And we booked a tour from London to Stonehenge. And we got it for like 50% off. It was beautiful. It was such a great deal. And we had it ahead of time. We just give them our voucher. And it was a really easy way to book it ahead of time. Something else that I do to save money when I'm there. So Travis, my husband and I went to Iceland recently, and that is the most expensive country I have visited besides Switzerland. Switzerland is also very expensive. And there's like those times you're like, all right, we're literally just paying twice as much than we would. Usually don't buy a $40 hamburger, but you have no geographic no arbitrage right there. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're in man. Iceland. Good luck. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. But I looked up a really great resource ahead of time telling me the grocery stores that you can go to to buy food in the area. So we went to a grocery store. We stocked up on sandwiches and trail mix and, you know, the things that were relatively inexpensive. And we saved a lot of money that way. Instead of going out every single place that we went to, we just went to and we didn't even have a kitchen or anything. It was like little sandwiches or something like that. Mm-hmm. In order to save. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's to that's all money. good stuff. I like to reference the Hawaii trip because we really love that trip. And we go to the store and Safeway is like their big store that's there. And yeah. um, we get, you know, poke and all the other fun stuff there. And it saves a ton because so the much restaurants money. are really expensive. 
And something you mentioned too is you like staying in an Airbnb sometimes because that's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I love doing that too. Recently, we went to Chicago. We stayed in Airbnb. We split the cost with another friend that was out there. We got like a two-bedroom place. It was super nice. It was like staying in a little house. And we had a kitchen and we cooked almost every single one of our meals. And we paid $60 as opposed to $250 for going out or like something crazy like that. We saved so much money just by cooking, staying in, and enjoying time with with our family, essentially. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have seen some of the things and we've bounced back and forth with some of these, you know, budget saving travel hack kind of deals. And one of the things that came up when I was talking with Joel Larsgaard was making your phone cheaper. And mm. we had just switched to Google Fi and Google Fi is amazing because I've tried T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, and nothing worked at my house for some reason, but Google Fi did. And they're a lot cheaper. Like our bill for two people is like 50 to $60, depending on data, which is wow. awesome. Huge fan of Google Fi. But I don't know how that all works. Now, I don't travel internationally a ton. Do you have any recommendations for cell phones? Because I have seen this question like half a dozen times in our community between the groups on like cell phone options for international travel. That's a great question. And I want to encourage you. It's getting so much better. It's getting so much better. This world is accommodating our cell phone usage in other countries because it's becoming more and more common. And so I lived in England for a year. I had like the cheapest, weirdest phone ever. And it was just not very conducive to what I had back at home. However, was it a flip are, phone? It was not a flip phone. Oh. It was one of those really tiny little, not a, it was like the knockoff blueberry. Oh God. Someone it knocked off so, a blueberry? Yes. It was so horrible <laughs> to try to type on. And like was constantly, it was just like the Couldn't worst you just knock phone. off like an iPhone or, or something? Like why would you choose a blueberry? Wow. Well, the, I mean, again, blueberry the was flattered, but so much better. It was, it was a while ago. It was before sure this world so. is making it easier. So I say that to encourage you. So there's a couple things. Check with your provider first. So I highly recommend it. Go and look at your provider. See what they offer when it comes to global roaming, global whatever. So I actually have Sprint and they're relatively cheaper. I don't know. Now you're you're making me think about Google Fi. But Sprint has an I got option. a referral credit. We both get 20 bucks. That's what they oh, mean. $20. Watch that's out. That's a lot. I mean, oh, that's man. like half my bill. I mean, joking aside, they just sent me a thing. I just read like literally 20 minutes before we started recording. It's like, you should refer a friend. And I'm like, I don't have friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you know? What a great opportunity right here. But there I have go. to look into their travel options. So yeah, do I have your no research, idea. Get back to me on that. Ahead you? of time. Uh, I thought you were the one referring me. Don't you want me to switch over? I just told you that it works You're at my house. You're a terrible salesman. Oh, I'm I, I, clearly. <laughs> so when I go to your house, <laughs> like awesome, my come phone on will down. Work. It'll work in San Diego. <laughs> Aside from that, good luck. I wish you the best. So I'm getting to the option. We're getting there slowly. We're landing this plane okay. that we're talking about. So we could have traveled internationally by the time you finished that. By the way, I know, right? We could have gone anyway. I digress. I'm digressing so much, but. There's a couple different options. Sprint has an option for global, they call it global roaming, I believe, or global option. They have something with the name global in it. And it'll still use the cell phone service of Sprint, but on a different nation's carrier. So you land, you turn on your phone. They are super smart. They're like, oh my gosh, welcome to the United Kingdom. Here are your options. You get a minimal amount of phone usage and data usage. I think you get like very, very minimal. However, what I like to do is if there's a day that I know that I'm going to be using a lot of data or I'm going to be out and about, I'm going to need directions or I'm going to need to order a Lyft or an Uber or something like that, 
I have an option to buy daily passes for like, it's like anywhere between $7 a day to like $25 for three days or something like that. And I can get it right there on the Sprint website. I download it and then I'm able to use my phone with Sprint throughout the country. So that's a really great option that I have seen. Something I used to do is wherever you are, I I don't know if this is like, they told me to keep this a secret, but I don't know if it, how secret it was if they did it for me. But I had Sprint unlock my phone for me because I'm a loyal customer for however many years. I'm like, hey, can you unlock my phone? And they just did it right there in the store. They unlocked it. I went to England for a trip that I was out there. They had a SIM card vending machine really? in the airport. Yeah. Obviously, some countries are better than others. So I don't know if like a less developed country would have that option. But there was a SIM card vending machine. I popped out like 25 gigs for my trip and I just popped it right there in my phone. And for that, I suggest always traveling with a paperclip and a SIM card, tape it to your case on the inside. I'm serious. Tape a paperclip and your SIM card to the inside of your cell phone case and you'll always have it. That's actually a cool little hack there. Thanks, man. I'm curious to know how that would work for my stupid phone that I have a I Google Pixel. I would be super interested. Because I don't have a SIM card. Like it's one of those SIM cardless phones. So I'm But wondering. it's Google. They have to have an option for traveling because it's becoming so much more popular these days. People are, are companies are becoming much, much better when it comes to making that accessible for their customers because they have to to be competitive. Watch, it turns out like Google's the best one and I'm like sitting here clueless, like have no idea. You get free international roaming everywhere you go. Probably like we're in the Congo and my phone works. Sweet. I love it. Well, as we kind of round out the thing here, I do one question at the end. It's our, our journal club kind of question. And so our question today for you is, what are some of the best locations to travel inexpensively? Oh, that's such a great question. There are so many options in this world, literally of places that you can travel to for cheaper. And one of my favorites that I love going to Asia. Asia is relatively inexpensive. There's a lot of deals out there where you can go to Asia. And there's so many different countries within Asia that are really conducive to a budget. For example, Bali sounds very extravagant and very It just sounds expensive. It sounds expensive, but it's not as expensive as maybe more other tropical destinations. I went to Fiji, another great one that sounds super expensive, but it's not necessarily as expensive. I mean, of course, you have options when it comes to staying in those countries, right? Another one I love is Thailand. Ah, Thailand is such a gorgeous country, such a beautiful country and relatively cheap to travel off of. I I always say relatively cheap because I don't know what cheap looks like to you as opposed to, I mean, I don't know, it could be super dirt cheap or it could be like, okay, I mean, you know, so relatively cheap. Those are some of my favorite countries to go to. Asia really has a lot to offer when it comes to just culture and food and things to see and so many wonderful things like that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for all of the expert advice. I've only been to a few countries outside the U.S. and I am definitely not an expert at any of this. And that is why we had you on to kind of give Uh, us some more insight on how to maybe travel a bit frugally. So Bethany, where can everyone hear and find out more about you and the awesome stuff you guys are creating? Yes, please. Let's be friends. I have a podcast of my own called The Money Mill House. I do it with my mom. We worked together for many years and we decided that we really like talking to each other which is a lot of fun. So we just decided to record it and we talk about financial things. 
We're also on Instagram, The Money Mill House, if you look us up and send me any of your travel questions, I'll answer them to the best of my ability. But the internet is always your best friend when it comes to just doing research and figuring out those things. So I refer everyone to Google. Ah, I love it. Well, we're <laughs> definitely going to have you inside our community and anyone can tag you and ask you questions Please. You know, for, for all the frugal travel hacks and good stuff that you have going. So thank you again for being on the show. It's so fun to always hang out and talk with you. Thank you, Ryan and Min. I appreciate you. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the show with Bethany. And there's five takeaways that I'd really like you to walk away with after listening to our show. The first one is that Bethany uses her personal experience to inspire us to travel. And she had some really great tips and tricks for making travel in a fun and frugal way. The first takeaway is... The very first one that may not be an option to everyone is I did have a job where I lived in England and those were my very first six countries and they were paid for by the work that I went to. So that's not necessarily an option that everyone has. But because of that, I started learning more and more deals of when I wanted to travel on my own. Number two, we talk about a website that Bethany highly, highly recommends for your travel needs. Travelzoo.com is the best website on the internet when it comes to travel. It scours the entire internet for all the best deals out there. Some of them seem too good to be true, but I trust Travelzoo. Number three, she emphasizes that your ability to have a flexible schedule is the key to really many adventures. And she told us all about the various services that Travelzoo provides. It does everything around the world. And one of the things that they do is they scour the best deal, but every single week they'll send you an email that are their top 20 deals across the internet of every good deal that's out there. And so I recommend signing up for their top 20. Every single week you'll get an email. Number four, planning ahead is critical. It's super important and it can save you a ton of dough. Bethany tells us how she manages to afford her travel. Something else that I do is I set aside money. You know, we have our emergency fund. We have all the things that we're saving up for our 401k and like all those things are really great and wonderful. And then I have a travel fund too that we put aside every single month so that we can start building that. So I have that wad of cash for when I do see that deal. And number five, we had a question about booking flights. We want to know if it was a rumor or if it's truth or urban legend is there really a better time or day to book flights? Certain airlines like Southwest will run sales on certain days. So Southwest always runs their sales on Tuesdays. So that's generally the best time to buy your flight. And then there's definitely going to be days to fly that are cheaper than others. All right, everyone. Well, I'm super pumped that you decided to take some time out of your day to listen to me just yap about finances. It's my passion and I know I'm super nerdy about it. But this information is for you, and I'm just happy to be the messenger. While I'm honored to have you here with me, I can't give you any specific advice to your financial situation through the show. So consult an attorney, a CPA, or shoot, reach out to me, a fee-only financial planner, before you go and make any big money decisions. It's just the smart thing to do. Next week, we have a really fun show planned with Walter Russell, and it's all about traveling to Disney and how to optimize the Disney experience. I actually learned a ton about Disney travel from Walter, and I think you guys will too. So have a great rest of your week. See you on Friday. Cheers. Cheers.